The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Record-breaking numbers of asylum seekers continuing to arrive in the country. It comes as the Irish Hotels Federation say the government are really going to struggle to find accommodation for refugees and asylum seekers when the tourism season kicks in. 14,000 was the projected bed shortfall, though some say it's going to be an awful lot higher than that. Senator Michael McDowell has been writing about this in his column with the Irish Times and he joins me now. Uh, Michael, it's good to talk to you. As always, I mean, the, the phrase crisis gets a little overused. I think this certainly qualifies. So where should the government start in dealing with it? Well, I mean, there is an accommodation crisis and uh, the government, uh, first of all, has to tackle it by making sure that people aren't actually sleeping in the streets and uh, they have to take whatever steps are necessary to put a roof, whatever kind of roof, over people's heads um, to stop that from happening. Uh, and, you know, um, I do, uh, I've made the point in the Irish Times that, you know, there are there are buildings, there are vacant hotels that I know of, uh, vacant hospitals, vacant or uh, underused seminaries and convents and the like, which the government could obtain. And, uh, you know, I, I feel there's a bit of a bit of um, uh, inertia in relation to the, the government's uh, um, uh, previous approach to this. They now are faced with a, a major problem on their hands because, I mean, when places like Killarney go full tourist from, say, March 17 onwards, um, you know, there's, there's going to be a real requirement for... Mm-hmm. Um, Spaces to replace the uh, direct provision spaces that are, are there at the moment, uh, that are being used at the moment. Um, and the second and more um, important thing is to recognize what's happening. You know, uh, back in the year 2000, 2002, we had a, a record spike in asylum seeking. Uh, an awful lot of it was coming from, from Nigeria at the time. When I became Minister for Justice, we introduced a scheme whereby we regularized the status of the great majority of those uh, people in order to uh, get rid of the arrears, mm. and at the time we um, we brought indirect provision at that time as well, and um, the result was there was a, a huge decline in the number of people seeking asylum in Ireland. Uh, in the last um, couple of years, um, we are now on an exponentially rising graph. Uh, we're going to exceed um, uh, asylum-seeking figures for the early 2000s. And, um, you know, it, it's simply not sustainable. Um, we, we do not have the resources to uh, deal with, say, between uh, mm. thirteen and 20,000 people every year. And the Taoiseach was very pessimistic the other day. He said that he thought that there was going to be a further increase in the amount of people seeking asylum here. Uh, uh, so there's kind of two issues there. I want to come back to the the, the latter point in a moment, but on, on on the first point you made about the inertia from government in in acquiring and utilising some of the vacant property out there, I, do, do you suspect that inertia was born of maybe I don't know, naivety, hope? They thought possibly the war in Ukraine things might have abated and and people might have gone home. What's your sense of it? Well, but the figures I was just giving to you don't don't include Ukrainian. No, uh, that's why I say I, I just we, want we, to emphasize that. Yeah, I mean, so that's why I, I say we we'll, we'll kind of park that for a moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I fully uh, accept that you know the Ukrainian issue is, is a separate one. I'm talking about people coming from other countries claiming uh, um, n- not as war refugees but as uh, as people uh, seeking protection from persecution and the like. Mm. Um, uh, I mean, just looking at places, I mean, in, in, near where I live, I mean, I, I, I was being told by uh, uh, an Iraqist colleague that, um, you know, 
there's a, a, a premises in, in near where I live in Ranelagh about to be used. There's no objection to that locally. Nobody's having a march about it. It's going to happen. Um, but there are other places uh, within, you know, a few hundred yards, um, such as Bagot Street Hospital, which is, uh, um, uh, you know, it's lain empty for, I'd say, five, five or uh, seven years now. And uh, the argument against it being used, and Dermot Lacey, a local Labour Party councillor, uh, suggested it's use, was that it, uh, on health and safety grounds it wasn't suitable. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, is is um, uh, a jumping arena in Mill Street suitable on health and safety grounds? For uh, I, I just wonder. And then there's the Jury's Hotel in Balls Bridge, which has lain vacant for a, a considerable period. You know, and it, it, even if we could uh, have the use of these uh, temporarily disused facilities for you know uh, a year, it would it would improve things. What, but why do you suspect that inertia is there? That maybe there's a fear it'll be well, more I, than a year? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, take Bagot Street Hospital. It's a fine big building. Um, and uh, you'd wonder, uh, you know, is there a HSE? Has somebody a plan on the HSE to sell it? To sell it? Do they do they have a different um, um, use in mind for it? You don't really hear about those kind of things. But there are all sorts of places which could be, you know, with a bit of um, uh, effort, um, mm. um, look, looked for. Um, the second point here, and though it is important, is this, and that is that, uh, you know, there is a driver for asylum seeking, which is really economic migration. And we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to have a system that distinguishes whether if Michael McDougall presents himself at Dublin Airport and claims to be claiming asylum, whether I am really uh, an economic migrant coming here for a job mm. or whether I'm um, a genuinely um, a fleeing person. But we do have a system, don't we? It's just that we, we, we it's, do, not, but it's just but, dysfunctional. But, but unfortunately, it's, it's become a bit dysfunctional in that, um, you know, two-year delays are uh, the norm in it uh, before you arrive at a decision. And um, uh, during that period, of course, because of a Supreme Court decision, uh, we accord people the right to work. So, and um, those people find it difficult to get out of direct provision because they can't rent places. So we have uh, an increasing uh, problem with, uh, I'm, ex- I'm, ex- I'm so, to use the phrase, non-Ukrainian asylum seeking. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's getting seriously worse. And, and the government is finally waking up to it. I, I see from remarks made by, by, by Leo Varadkar that, uh, that they are realising that, you know, this can't be sustained. And it was slightly alarming to hear that when Charlie Flanagan was Minister for Justice, at least there were odd intermittent spot checks for undocumented people in Dublin Airport. Yeah. But they, they were dropped since Roderick O'Gorman took over responsibility. Yeah, I'd, but I'm not sure how effective those spot checks are. are they? Like, I mean, you, you can't carry them out on the plane. I understand they're carried out on the steps of the plane. Ryanair are not going to allow you to put someone back on the plane. So it's kind of all for show, is it? Well, um, no, I think there's a few things that can be done. <clears throat> you, it, it, I mean, the French, for instance, um, once, say, take, take somewhere like uh, Albania or Georgia. In, in, in the case of Georgia, visa-free travel to the EU was negotiated with the Georgian government. Yeah. And uh, right across the EU, uh, there was a significant increase in the number of Georgians coming to uh, member states visa-free, and then claiming asylum. Ireland, curiously, even though we are, because we're not in Schengen, we still require visas for um, Georgians coming to Ireland. Ireland ended up being one of the top four um, preferred destinations for asylum seekers. There are no direct flights, um, 
And to be to be honest, you know, it requires a very conscious decision to come to Ireland. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's more difficult that, than to get to most other places from Georgia. Um, and we have to ask ourselves, why, is, why is, it, is Ireland a preferred destination for asylum seeking? And it, if the answer isn't economic, it's because our system is broken and uh, there are no so, real real um, prospects yeah. of, of failure. I, 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 I would get the sense, overwhelmingly, most people would agree with you, let's have a system that is at least functional. Uh, and the question of severity or not, set that aside, it needs to be quicker uh, so that you can determine who people are. I'm sure government would agree with you. Is there a reason that we are laboured with a system that is dysfunctional for so long? I mean, well, is, is, is the challenge, is the, is the problem in squaring the circle in having a quick system, but that it allows people access to justice at the same time? Well, you see, I mean, there is a sort of a huge um, potential um, variety of responses. I mean, if you arrived in, in Boston and, uh, without documentation and said you wanted to claim asylum, <laughs> you'd be back in Ireland before you could uh, uh, think of what had happened to you. Um, uh, but France, for instance, um, responded to the uh, upsurge in, in, in Georgian asylum seeking by uh, denying temporary uh, leave to remain while, while um, uh, um, applications were processed. What I have suggested is that there should be a very, very fast track examination of, um, of, the, of, uh, of the application. And, you know, if, if it is the case uh, that the, the vast majority of asylum seeking is, in fact, economic migration, which is understandable because, I mean, wages in, in Ireland for um, many jobs that are open to jo- people in, in Georgia, including, say, in the construction sector, uh, wages in Ireland are frequently 10 times what they are in Georgia. So, I mean, there's a huge incentive to come here and to do valuable work in Ireland. But the answer to that, I think, is to have a proper system of migration, to have, you know, the CIF go to Georgia and recruit uh, construction workers or whatever it may be and provide a, a legal and um, regular method of coming to Ireland to, to, to work on Irish building sites or whatever it may be. Uh, listen, Michael, it's always interesting to talk to you. And thanks a million for taking the time uh, this afternoon. Senator Michael McDowell, you can read more of his thoughts on this issue in his column in the Irish Times. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.